Happy Monday, Tot fam! Welcome back to another episode of Topics of Taboo, the raw and honest podcast where we unpack, educate, and attempt to erase the stigma surrounding taboo topics. I'm your host, Megan Dykeman, and today's flying solo episode is for my ladies, for anyone who menstruates and anyone who wants to be woke as fur, because the taboos surrounding avoiding sexual behavior when menstruating are super archaic. Uh, bye. <laughs> Period sex. There is nothing dirty or unhygienic about menstrual blood. Periods are literally a natural bodily function that many of us have to go through once a month. So why is it still taboo in today's society? And if you do want to get down when Aunt Flo is in town, what is the best way to do it? These are the things I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. I'm getting you guys involved and I'm super excited to be introducing a reviewer of the week section, which is so, so fun. Love getting you guys involved. If you aren't following me on my socials, you may not be aware of this little thing I'm doing in each and every one of my solo episodes. Just for future reference, if you did want to get involved and be featured on my podcast in a solo episode, all you have to do is leave an Apple podcast review and DM me on Instagram and I will be getting you guys involved. You guys can have a FaceTime chat with me, a Zoom call. You get five to ten minutes to talk about whatever you would like on a solo episode with me and yeah I'm super excited to get that one going so if you want to be in the running to be on an episode then go ahead and leave an Apple podcast review it means the world to me it helps me get my podcast out there and yeah thanks in advance okay fam so for those of you who menstruate how many of you have noticed that you feel a little more frisky or a little bit more nasty when you're on your period I did a little bit of research for this episode and as it turns out, there is a perfectly valid scientific explanation for this. Like, I'm not surprised. Hello, hormones. <laughs> I wasn't aware of this, but our estrogen levels actually drop at the beginning of our period, but then it starts to climb steadily by day two or day three. Uh, and that's what seems to be responsible for the rise in libido or desire or just wanting to bone, right? Testosterone levels are also higher when you're on your period and they are also what's responsible for feeling horny and all those sorts of things. While simultaneously progesterone, which is the stabilizing hormone, which is not in any way libido friendly, it will literally attack your libido, is at a low point as well when you're on your period. Which is also another possible reason as to why some of us feel more sexual during this time, this time of the month. Aunt Flo, hello. And while a lot of you might be sitting there like noticing like, yeah, I am more horny on my period, but I feel like fucking shit on it. So why would I want to do anything? On top of all of this, there is also anecdotal evidence that the hormones released during an orgasm can help to reduce menstrual cramps. Heck to the yeah. And I can vouch for that. Like, obviously, I get real on this podcast with you guys. I love a bit of me time, a bit of self-loving. And honestly having like masturbating or orgasming on your period or oh, it does help and that's obviously completely subjective might help some might not help others but oh, it has definitely helped me so you should definitely try that so should we be having sex on our periods i guess the answer to this is obviously entirely subjective um it depends on each individual each partner there are thoughts and opinions on the topic so I guess the next question I should pose is, should having sex on your period be taboo? And my answer is no, not at all. Should this be a more popular topic of conversation amongst the gals or the lads? 
Yeah, I think so. I don't think it should be taboo. I think it's something we should easily be able to open up and talk about. A few of you might have seen I popped some polls up on Instagram the other day about this episode and for this episode. And I actually got an overwhelming response with regards to my question box on do you think period sex should still be a taboo? And honestly, 90% of the responses were so positive. No, it's normal, it's natural. No, I love having sex with my girlfriend on her period. It's hot, it's nice. It's, it was great to see. I also posted a few polls and I just wanted to quickly share some of the results with you because I found them super interesting. So the first question I posed for a poll was, do you have sex on your period? And 822 of you said yes, while 1,786 said no which I found really interesting in contrast because the next question was, is your partner down for period sex? 1,062 of you said yes, and 943 said no. So it was interesting to see that perhaps maybe even though your partner is down for it, you may not be. And that could be for a multitude of different reasons and completely fine, obviously each to their own. But I found it really interesting to see that. And I also really enjoyed the response on the next question, have you ever talked to your partner about period sex? Over 1,200 of you said yes, and with only 800 saying no. So maybe even though you haven't had it, you have had that chat, and it has been something that you've been able to freely speak about with your partner, which is fantastic. And then, of course, I had the most votes on this last question, do you think period sex should still be taboo? With 358 people saying yes and 3,000 people saying no which was awesome. And I got a lot of responses to my why, why not question box, which I will be touching on later. But I honestly don't think it should be taboo anymore. However, it is obviously still clearly taboo within today's society. And that is why I am discussing it on the podcast today. While I was doing some research for this episode, I came across a rather interesting statistic. Now, have a listen to this. A recent study conducted by menstrual brand Moxie found that around 50% of people who menstruate have sex on their periods. So a decent amount of people are doing it. So why aren't we talking about it? And to be completely honest, from personal experience, I feel like absolute crap when I'm on my period. This past period was awful. My cramps are constant. They last for days. I'm all gassy and bloated. Well, more bloated than usual. I'm pretty nauseous for most of it. And sex, well, penetrative sex at least, is generally the last thing on my mind during this time until recently. Fair warning, this episode gets so, so TMI, but hey, we're topics of taboo up in this bitch. This is what we're all about on this potty. I've only ever really had penetrative sex right at the end of my period, when it's virtually just a bit of spotting, right? So like, it's not heavy, it's just like, okay, well, I'm not going to be wearing a tampon, but I'm still going to have to wear a liner, okay? I also hadn't really been with anyone who was overly joyous or excited at the thought of having sex with a woman on their period, which may have been for a multitude of reasons, including thinking I perhaps wasn't feeling it, which honestly, I don't blame them (laughs) when my signature period look is literally me in the fetal position with my fave heat pack and several blocks of chocolate surrounding me for days straight. So I can kind of see where they're coming from. And I guess if you never have that If you never sit down and have that conversation with a partner and it doesn't really get spoken about, I guess it's just not going to happen. Because we never know what someone else is thinking and I feel like maybe a lot of guys, not all, but a lot of guys are like, oh, well, she's like in pain, like as if 
even if I want to do it as if she would want to do that. And I guess if you are in the fetal position for most of it and you do get really bad periods, that may be you and you may not feel up to doing that, which again is completely fine and understandable. But yeah, no tea, no shade, no hate to people I've been with in the past that haven't spoken to me about it or haven't wanted to or said that they wanted to because it's, it is taboo. It is taboo and it's something that we need to tackle as a taboo topic, but yeah. However... With that being said, let me tell you something. Men, I hope you're listening to me when I say this. There is nothing more hot than a guy who still wants to fuck you on your period. Period. (laughs) For real though, if your partner, male, female, non-binary, whoever, does not let menstruation get in the way of having sex with you, keep them. Keep them. Hello. To be honest, I feel almost ridiculous in applauding this sort of behavior because I guess at the end of the day, it should be the bare minimum, right? Because at the end of the day, a period is natural. It's something out of a woman's control and it shouldn't change someone's attraction or desire to be with you in any sense, okay? I was speaking to my boyfriend about period sex over the weekend and his response went something like, It'd be silly to suddenly think you were less sexy and amazing just because you're on your period. And in my mind, I was literally like, yep, he gets it. Damn. Damn. Hot damn. But seriously, yes. When I've been with women, I've never felt less attracted to them or less of a desire to get down just because they were on their period. And maybe that's easier to understand as a woman. But some men clearly feel the same. They get it. And we love that. We love that here on this potty. We love that here. It's 2020 bitches. (laughs) As mentioned previously, I did take to Instagram to see what questions and comments you guys had surrounding period sex. So I sort of want to touch on those for a tiny little bit here. A really common question I received was, is it safe to have sex during your period? And the answer is yes. There is absolutely nothing dangerous or unhygienic about having sex on your period. Literally nothing of the sort. Completely normal. It's completely fine. It honestly is. The worst that can happen, you get a little bit messy. Which does lead perfectly into another question. How do you have period sex without being messy? And there's so many different ways you can have sex, right? I mean, sex can be messy at the best of times when you're not on your period. But for the purposes of staying as clean as you can during period sex, I guess pop a towel down on the bed. Pop several towels down on the bed. Have shower sex. Indulge in bath sex. Um, Like, there are so many different ways to do it. But honestly, embrace the mess. It's hot. It's sexy. I would almost classify as having sex on your period as more intimate because it's like it's acknowledging that your woman or whomever is menstruating and going through this natural process and still wanting to be close with her in that time. It's hot as hell. Someone asked me, do lesbians have period sex? I'm not a lesbian, so I can't answer that for all the lesbians out there. But yeah, I would presume so. (laughs) Another question I had here was, why do some men find it disgusting? And again, clearly not a man, so I can't answer this from personal experience. I can only imagine they would have many different reasons for it. Um, Maybe thinking it's gross, I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know, Um, and I've never understood it because it's 
literally something that a woman cannot control. It's natural. It have it's it's just a part of life. I had some random responses from men just saying it's gross, it's disgusting, it's not right. Other than that, I didn't really get a proper response as to why they wouldn't like it or why they would find it disgusting, but Someone said, does it feel good slash better or worse than sex off your period? And I actually am going to answer this with someone else's comment who responded as to why it shouldn't be taboo. Um, and they said, it definitely feels fantastic and can help with cramping in my opinion. But for some people, being on your period makes you feel less sexy and that's okay too if you don't feel like it. So again, completely subjective. I'm not sitting here being like, you need to be having period sex. <laughs> But we need to be talking about it more if you are, and we need to make it less of a taboo than it is. Another common question was, not exactly period sex, but thoughts on period masturbation. You guys know I'm all about pro-female masturbation and just being able to speak about masturbation freely in general and love it. Love it. As I said before, it helps your cramps so much. Well, for me, it does anyway. I can't speak for others, but yeah. And it doesn't matter whether I'm on my period or not. I masturbate when I feel like it. And when I'm down for it, I'll do it. Like, yeah. I had someone say, does it end quicker when having sex on your period? Um, again, I don't have any scientific <laughs> answers to this. Whether there would be something that would make it end quicker or not, I don't know. Um, I could only imagine it wouldn't. I don't see how it would be any different. Um, so I am not sure. And another question was, have you ever eaten a girl out when on their period? No, I have not. I have done other things, like most other things. I don't think she was comfortable with that, which was perfectly fine. I don't know how I'd feel about a partner going down on me on my period like that. Like everything else I'm totally down for. Not really that part of sex. But hey, again, each to their own. So I had a few different responses to my question box asking whether or not you think uh, period sex should still be taboo and why, why not. Some of you said it's still normal sex and I don't see a problem with that if both parties agree. Someone else said there's so many perks. In contrast, this person said if you're feeling it awesome, but on my period, I'm almost always only in a solo sex mood. And, and yeah, I feel that I've definitely participated in self-loving on my period a lot more than loving with a partner. Um, someone else said it's nothing to be ashamed of of course if your partner is comfortable you should be too it's natural and periods generally have a massive unnecessary stigma which is super duper true truly depends on if you and your partner are comfortable boundaries and communication <laughs> someone here said I can't be starved for seven days and honestly I feel you <laughs> Someone also said because the taboo part is misogynistic and we shouldn't close the door to that pleasure. Preach. <laughs> I love this last one. It's blood, not acid. And if it feels good, then why not? So yeah, they were just some of the many positive responses I got. You guys are all switched on. You guys get it. And it's awesome. All right, y'all. So I'm just going to take a quick break and introduce you guys to a new section of my solo episodes. Welcome to Reviewer of the Week. Today's lovely Reviewer of the Week is Thea. She wants to speak a little bit about labels and sexism and she has a lot of really good things to say. I hope you guys really enjoy. And in future episodes, I will be doing like a bit more of a live question and answer thing. Unfortunately, Thea was unable to hop on a call with me as she was busy but she was able to record this short little message for you guys. So enjoy, and I'll chat to you guys again in a few minutes. Hello, everyone. My name is Theo, and um, I'm 14 years old. I still go to school. 
but I'm really excited that I get to be a part of this podcast. I also think it's worth mentioning that um, stuff like this podcast and your account, Megan, all of your, um, all the content that you have, I think we need a lot more of that kind of stuff, especially in like these times in our world. And even though I don't really have too much to say, I hope that my stories can contribute and help do the same. I really wanted to talk about they, them pronouns and he, they, she, they, pretty much just any pronouns that aren't um, he, him, and she, her. Personally, I've only met a few people that use they, them pronouns. For me personally, when I have to correct someone for using the wrong pronouns, or just like to let them know if um, if they're using the right pronouns or not, it's it's very rare that someone will say, oh, okay, and they'll just, they'll start using they, them pronouns for that person immediately. Most of the time, they don't even really acknowledge the fact that that person uses they, them pronouns because it's too confusing for them. And I was hoping that you'd have something to say, which I'm sure you do. And um, if you had any advice to anyone who may be in the same position. My friends are really supportive about this kind of thing, but I think that they are kind of confused about um, she, they pronouns, which I've told them about. Um, I've kind of explained it to them briefly, but I'm not really sure how to um, explain it, I guess. I've noticed that, well, they're all aware, but they still kind of go with what is what feels natural to them which is fine but um I don't know it just it kind of feels really awkward and I don't know what to say to them or how to bring it up in a conversation and I'm a really awkward person so I know that if I try to bring it up in a conversation I will have random pauses of just awkward laughter and they probably won't take it seriously. (laughs) It sucks being an awkward person. So I really wanted to ask if you had any advice on how to tell people about who I am. Uh, Friends, family, just anyone really, even teachers. Because I know that that stuff kind of, it can kind of be hard to talk about with a teacher but sometimes it feels very necessary that you like have to tell your teachers and classmates and stuff. But I don't really know how. Okay, number one, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It means the absolute world. And of course, thank you so much for your support. Um, in terms of letting people know who you are, your preferred pronouns, it's a tough one. And it's a particularly tough one for people to get their head around, which sucks and shouldn't be any different to an individual sexuality or someone's nickname or something like that. Um, I would honestly, in terms of family, I would sit down and have a serious chat to them. Be like, hey, this is a non-negotiable. I understand it can take some time for you to wrap your head around. You may find it difficult to latch onto my new pronouns, but I feel uncomfortable when you guys refer to me as this and this is now what I want to be referred to as and all I want for you to do is try 
And if I can see you trying, that will mean the world to me. I think you need to have that in the back of your mind that people may struggle. You don't want them to. It'd be awesome if they could just adapt to exactly how you want to be referred to as. In a perfect world, that would be what would happen, but sometimes it just doesn't. Um, so family, serious sit-down conversation could do the same with your friends. It does sound like you do get nervous and awkward around them, which is fine because it's a hard topic to approach. And especially if that's your sort of vibe, then it's difficult. I think a cool way to do it would be maybe putting your pronouns in your social media bios. So on Instagram and Twitter, um, you could make a Facebook status perhaps. You could put it in your TikTok bio. You could make a TikTok about it and send it to your friends if you're on TikTok. You could buy pronoun badges. Pronoun badges are a cool one because no one has to question it. And if they do, perfect segue for you to talk about it. And if they don't, they can see it on your jumper, your blazer, um, whatever you wear to school. Teachers, I think, are very in tune with those sorts of things. And I feel like maybe the most receptive because they're not a parent, they're not a friend, but their duty is to do right by you because they're your teacher and they're in an institution. And I feel as though maybe they get educated or are being more educated on these sorts of things as time goes on. So I feel like it is coming more into the curriculum and, and space of that and society. So badges, maybe you could order some badges online and wear them. Um, I hope this helps. This is gonna get very off topic very quickly because I don't know how to stay on the same topic, but I'm so done with sexism from teachers and just from everyone, really. From men, mostly, in my experience. And how sometimes people don't pick up on it. And how I could go to talk to someone and say, hey, um, I feel kind of horrible right now because someone was being kind of sexist kind of horrible and they'll just be like no they weren't they were just they don't see when someone is being sexist because they have never really experienced it same with like racism and homophobia just anything really that um some people can't really relate to which is fine but it it's worse when people don't pick up on it and when um when they hear about it and they just, they say, no, that wasn't sexism. It's horrible. How do you deal with people like that? How do you explain this kind of stuff to them? Because they're not going to pick up on it themselves. And I don't really know how to stand up to it. What can I say or do that could help? Ugh, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear on the racism, sexism, homophobia. And I know it's hard to stand up to people, but in this situation, you have to call it out. You sound like a very mature 14-year-old, honestly, and you have your head on straight. You get it. You get it. And honestly, it seems out of your friendship group, out of whoever you hang out with, you are the person that has to call it out and you are the person that has to educate others. Because how are they going to know? Unfortunately, some people just don't get it. It's, it's how they're brought up. It's how their parents and siblings and people around them have influenced them and shaped them to believe what is right, even when a lot of the time it isn't. But it is in their mind. And unfortunately, that's what you have to try and wrap your head around. It's not okay. And it's not all right to say these things and, and think these things. It's awful. Um, but yeah, honestly, it is about calling it out in terms of how to do it. 
The next time someone says something sexist, racist, homophobic, whatever in your presence, tell them, hey, that's not okay. Tell them, hey, it's not appropriate to be saying that. It's offensive. You could be offending people around you. I don't appreciate you saying that. Could you keep those thoughts and opinions to yourself? You know, look, I would appreciate it if you kept those thoughts and opinions to yourself. You're not only offending me, but you could be offending many other people around you um, and hopefully stop people talking in that way or being homophobic or sexist or racist because it needs to stop of course we want change and that's what we want to strive for but if you can't change someone's opinion especially when you're still young because like when I was 14 I thought I knew everything which I obviously didn't and I no one ever knows everything but but 14 year olds 15 16 you you do think you're on top of the world and like everything you think is right and no one else is and everyone else is wrong so that is going to be a lot harder than just being like, hey, cut that out. Saying it's wrong, saying it offends people, don't do it, is probably going to be a lot easier than going, why do you think that way? And getting into an argument that you probably don't want to involve yourself in. So yeah, I hope this helps. Thank you again for coming onto the podcast. You rock. You are so, so awesome. And I love you. So hey guys, I'm back. I hope you guys enjoyed that little segment. Please let me know if you did. And again, if you do want to participate and pop onto the potty, if you have something to say, if you want to challenge a certain taboo, you want to advise anything, leave an Apple podcast review and I may very well pick you. (laughs) Back to period sex. After posting those things on Instagram, I actually had a few friends of mine come forward and be like, heck to the yeah, I have period sex. And we had chats about it and it was great. And I was like, okay, Even I felt a bit, not so much ignorant, but like, why the heck aren't I asking my friends this? Why aren't we talking about this? Because most of my friends are open about this sort of stuff. So it was just like a lack of, we just had never spoken about it. But I was like, damn, so many of my gal pals are having sex on their periods and loving it and their partners are enjoying it. And that is so hot and I love it. I'm all about it. Here for it, my people. (laughs) So if you are now thinking or considering having period sex, realizing your true horny potential at that time of the month, and you want to have that conversation with a partner, what does that look like? Honestly, sit them down. Be like, hey, I am super horny on my period and I know we've never spoken about this, but how would you feel about it? And honestly, a good partner won't have any issues with it. As for how to go about it or the best way to do it, I don't have the answers for that. Again, subjective. I think that's up to you and your partner or you and whoever are having this period sex. It's up to you. It's what feels best and most comfortable for you. If you want to do it on the bed, lay down a couple of black towels. If you want to do it in the shower, awesome. Might feel a bit more clean for you and your partner. I'm not sure if if that's, if you're worried about it feeling messy and stuff. Cool. Hop into the shower, hop into the bath. There are so many options. If you're horny, you may as well not waste it. And yeah, it can be super duper intimate. And I honestly think it could help bring you and a partner closer. It's that extra level of added intimacy. And I'm all about that. We're all about that here, people. So that just about wraps up today's episode of Topics of Taboo on period sex. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for participating. If you sent in an opinion or you voted on the polls, Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. And yeah, don't forget to leave an Apple podcast review if you would like to hop on and have your say. 
keen as I've been. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to talking to you guys. Also, can I just say thank you so much for the love and support and streams? I don't even know. I'm unaware of podcast terminology. I'm still a little noob. <laughs> um, but thank you. Seriously, your support has been overwhelming. I never thought I'd be running a successful podcast ever and definitely not in such a short amount of time. So thank you. Thank you. Um, it means a lot. Thank you so, so much for tuning into today's episode two. And yeah, I'll chat to you guys again next week. Bye.